Hello there, Dr. Ellen Hedberg here with you in the Psychology Report. Thanks for joining me today. This is an interesting topic uh, that I've chosen for today. I, um, I do so for two reasons. One, I think it's very important. If you're a parent, this is an important message, an important uh, series of considerations that I'd like to bring before you. But you know, on the other hand, it's a, um, it's a time of announcement. I've written a book, as you know, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. I've recommended the book that you buy it. I think it's a great book, and I think it's a wonderful book for parents with children of any age. But I've decided to take a new direction, and uh, as of March the 4th, which is a Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, I will be commencing a series of television programs by that title, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. The program will be aired on Central Valley Talk. Dot com, And um, it's an online television uh, series. You can pick it up on your computer and watch it. And then over the following weeks and months, it'll be available on YouTube. So I will bring you up to date on that in the future. But uh, you might anticipate, as of March the 4th, we start our television series and I would certainly hope that you would put that in your calendar and join me at 10 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Standard Time. Okay, now let's take a look at this topic, okay? It comes from the book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. And in that book, I discuss what I call intentional parenting. It's important that parents give thought to how they parent and how they relate, you know, to their children and uh, how they serve their children as a parent. Now, the idea of intentional parenting is very important because it means that you sit down and you think about it and together, husband and wife, mother and father, give thought to how they are going to raise their children and what are the mechanisms and the components that they're going to utilize in raising their children to make sure that their children achieve the goals and achieve the standards that they would like to have them uh, do so uh, in the home and in their schooling and within their community. Now, it's important to note that we're, we are all parents. I'm a parent. I have three children. They're adults. They, they have their own children. I have eight grandchildren. But you know, one of the roles that I've always enjoyed, and that is being a parent. Sure, you have your tough days and tough times, but the overriding memory, the overriding experience that I recall and claim well, that was a great experience and I enjoyed my parenting. I'm glad I'm a parent and I'm glad I'm still a parent, even though my children are now adults. You know, we're all that way. We're parents. We're grandparents. We're step parents. We're foster parents. We're role model parents. We're teaching parents. You know, we all play a certain kind of role. Yeah, but we're all parents. One of the conversations that I enjoy in my office is that when I have young children who have gone through a series of tough experiences as in a divorce, their own mother and father divorce, and then after a period of time, they each marry, remarry, or one of them remarries, and the children have a difficult time accepting the new partner to their mother or to their father. And it's not uncommon, you know, for them to take the position that that's not my mother, that's not my father. And it becomes a battle. It becomes a real struggle 
for kids and their parents to kind of work that thing through. And one of the ways that I do it with the family is to recognize that, yes, the new person in the life of the children, in the life of their parents, is not their mother, is not their father. They have a mother. They have a father, good or bad, effective or ineffective, uh, very positive or very negative, whatever it might be. But they have a mother and they have a father. So I always say to these kids, it's true, that's not your mother, but she is a parent. She is your parent. I'll say, that's yeah, true, he's not your father, but he is your parent, and he will be your parent. And you will respect him as your parent. And on that, we go through that kind of discussion, and that's a tough one for kids to understand. Because they get so caught up in the idea that that's not my mother, that's not my father, and they can't tell me what to do, and I'm not going to honor them, and I'm not going to appreciate them, and I'm not going to do things with them, and I'm going to reject them. And they get into that real battle. So by taking that away, by saying that's true, it's not your mother, it's not your father, but that is a parent, it kind of softens it a little bit. And over time, it begins to soften, and kids begin to see that other person in a non-competitive role, in a non-competing capacity within their relationship. But you know, there are certain components that make a parent effective and that guide a parent in their process of parenting so that they are a good parent, that they are an effective parent, and they enjoy parenting. So I think there are oh, five or six, seven different components to being a parent intentionally. And here's a couple of them. Let me just kind of give you a little bit of review. Number one, a parent is an encourager. It's important that a parent take the role to encourage self-esteem activities and thinking and talk, to encourage positive behavior, to encourage success and achievement and thriving, just to be a support person, an encourager, and say, yes, you can do it. You can go ahead. You can try that, and you can do it. You, you can succeed. You've done other things in the past, and you can do this. Just get, be that kind of a cheerleader for that person. The encourager is a cheerleader, if you will, and that's one of the roles of a parent. You've got to be an encourager. You can't be negative. You can't be discouraging. You can't be critical. You can't be negative all the time. There may be a place for that but you primarily must be an encourager. Overwhelmingly, your behavior should reflect encouragement. Okay, number two, facilitator. A parent is a facilitator. That is, a parent helps. A parent facilitates success. A parent works with a child to help the child deal with a difficult situation or succeed in a difficult task or learn a difficult subject. They facilitate. They help their children. They help their children define a life goal, and they facilitate the achievement of that particular goal. They help, they help a child define what a level of accomplishment they're going to have in school, and then facilitate that accomplishment by helping them. Goals can be achieved, but sometimes not by yourself as a child. You need a facilitator, and that's what a parent is, to help that child thrive, succeed, achieve goals, and be successful, and enjoy the level of success that comes as a result of that. Okay, number three, a parent is a builder. 
You know, it's not a matter of building bricks and stones and houses and buildings and whatever it might be, but building character. Building character. Building character. It's a matter of you have to model that yourself. You have to be that kind of a person yourself that you want your child to become. Because you have to have a model. You have to have a blueprint, if you will. A child needs a blueprint. And you're the blueprint. You're the builder. And you show the child the steps to take, the blocks to put in first, the blocks to put in second, the blocks to put in third, you know, and so on. A child then develops his life as you help them build their life one step at a time, one phase of their life at a time. Help them feel important. Help them feel like they are somebody, that they have worth, they have value, and that they're on earth for a purpose, and they serve a purpose, and they help the world, they help the community, they help the rest of the family. They are an important part, the integral part of the community and of you as a family unit. So be a builder as a parent. Help your child achieve and accomplish a structure of character, of integrity, of skill, of values, of accomplishments, of goals, and of purpose. Number four, be a reinforcer. A reinforcer is one that looks for the good in a child and then tells the child, good for you, I like that in you. I like it when you do that. I like it when you say that. I like it when you behave that way. I like it when you try and you accomplish. You see, children need that kind of encouragement. They need that reinforcement that comes from other people, and that's the role you play as a parent is look for every opportunity that your child has ex has excelled and has achieved something today. And then you follow that up with a word of accomplishment and word of praise and approval and affirmation and reward and, and reinforcement. Children will then follow. Children are more likely to engage in that behavior in the future. But you have to reinforce behavior that you want to see encouraged or you want to see continued. If you don't reinforce a behavior, that behavior is likely to fade away in a very quick period of time. So if you like what your children do, reinforce it, comment on it, affirm it, celebrate it, praise it, and might even give a little tangible reward at times. But you're a reinforcer. You're the person who reinforces good behavior. Now, number five, be a helper. You know, Life is tough for children. Life is tough for you as a parent. But for children, life is tough. You know, and you want to make sure that you are the helper that a child needs. That you're there when the child needs you. You're there when the child needs the help. And you're there when the child is just ready to give up, but you want to be there to help and help the child just get over the next hump, get over the next speed bump in their life. Sometimes you do a task with your child. You help that way. Sometimes you just can help give better instructions or more simple instructions or more clear instructions. Sometimes you just kind of get the child started on a task and then you fade away and let the child finish the task. In other words, be that helper. Sometimes you have to help a child finish a task. Maybe a child can start it but doesn't finish it and you can be there just to help. Not as a critical person, but as that helping person. So the child ends the day having succeeded having achieved something, and you've been there as the helper in that experience. And number six, be a companion. You know, kids need companions. You know, kids have friends, that's true. Friends, some kids have many friends. Some kids have very, very few friends. 
If you have very few friends, then the parents got to step forward and be not a friend, but be a companion. A parent can never be a friend to a child. Children have to have peers as their friends. But a parent can be a companion. A parent can go with a child. A parent can take a child somewhere where it's difficult for the child to go. A parent can facilitate the child becoming connected with other friends and peers and activities and events in their sphere of life. But a parent is primarily the companion. The one that is just there when the going gets tough. To pat on the back when the going was tough but the child succeeded or did it and made it. Or to take a child through an activity or, or to an event or to some kind of an experience that's good for them but they'd have a hard time going themselves. So be that child's companion. But don't try to be a child's friend. And then lastly, be a connector. Be a connector. Connect your children with each other. Connect your children with you as parents. Connect your children with, your grand, with their grandparents. Connect your children with the neighbors. Connect your children with your, for your friends. Connect your children with people you see in your workplace, in your church, in your community. Be that connector. Help children just build a circle of friends that you have and they have. And make sure that there are peers that come into the child's life by you being a connector. Perhaps having them invite a peer over to your home and spend the day or even an overnight experience. But be that person that helps your child connect with others so he's not alone. One research study which is very important and it's caught my attention. Families that connect. They connect with each other. They connect with their neighbors. They connect with their extended family. They connect with people beyond their home. But families that connect have children that are more successful academically. They're more successful socially. They are more successful in their uh, free time, or we'll call their creative time, because they're more creative, if you will. And then lastly, they are less likely to commit crime and be part of the juvenile justice system. So being a connecting family is very, very important. Of course we want our children to succeed socially and academically. We want our children you know, to be that creative person, that thoughtful person, that produces and creates, then we certainly want our child to be one that is not involved in the juvenile justice system. We don't want that. So be a connector. Be that parent that helps the child connect with the world within the home and beyond the home. Well, anyway, nice to be with you today. Glad you joined me. And let me just remind you, March the 4th, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, I will be starting my television series on Dr. Teach Me to Parent. You can pick it up on uh, the online internet under centralvalleytalk.com. Centralvalleytalk.com. And um, I'll be on the first and the third Saturdays of each month, 10 o'clock in the morning. So we'll let you know more about it later, but that's what it is for now. And Put that down on your calendar and plan to be with me. I'll appreciate you being in the audience. Okay, bye for now.